once again time for Triple Play. It's Russell Roberts, Mike Thief, it's Mike Cruz, and producer extraordinaire Scotty Hatter coming at you with a nonsense-filled show. No hot takes, but all the sports movies you can handle. It's that time where we get to just have a little fun and goof off. Gentlemen, how goes it? I think, Russ, oh, I'm fine, by the way. Thank you very much for asking. But I think we're still going to have quite a few hot takes. It's just my opinion. I, I probably won't have any, but I'm sure you guys will have plenty of hot takes on movies. Cruz, you're, you're full of hot takes. We know you've got... I'm full we, of hot something. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, maybe we should put out... The, I thought this was a family-friendly... No, <laughs> no. The no, little no, advisory no. is now out. This is... So <laughs> we basically crossed into Scotty's... Listen, you have, to, you have to read into that what you want to read into that. It wasn't... Uh, <sighs> this is the best I've got for this show, guys. The, I'm sorry. The one time I wish we were on video, I could not turn it more red than I just did <laughs> right there. <laughs> I am hot, so glad. Hot. I'm so glad that we went off the rails within the first 30 seconds. Saying hot air, hot air. Yeah. Hot oh, air. Yeah, sure. That's, goodness. That's, that's what, my air. goodness. You yeah. guys like Michael hot air cruise. I did not take it there. I'm just so for the rest of the show. Whenever we go to cruise, it's hot air cruise with his take. Yeah, which won't be very often. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have fun. We're going to talk some sports movies. All different kinds of sports movies, except for Cruz. He's seen one in his entire life. One. And we'll get to that later. But what we're (laughs) going to start off with, and this is just so I can get beats riled up to get the show going good, are the movies, the sports movies that everybody loves that I can't stand. And number one on that list. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is number one on your list this isn't even close on any other normal person's list this is your list uh, i just went online and went to the site that said rudy's one of the most overrated sports movies ever and that's, that's a blog that you write on the side that's yeah, that, yeah no it, it, fake news it's not rudy it's the greatest sports movie of all time and you know oh it. my gosh no not even close it wasn't even your favorite sports movie when we talked about it you picked the sandlot uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so you can't say it's the greatest of the time. Like it's like a tie. <laughs> okay, Rudy Russ. gets me a lot more emotional. This this does require justification, right? You can't just drop that one and walk away. Oh, I mean, what? Okay, a walk on got into a game and got a sack against a not even real football team. It was Georgia Tech. I mean. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so great. So heartwarming. So this. I mean, a walk-on won the Heisman Trophy a few years ago. That's a story. That's the movie you need to have. Not about some schlub that wound up going to Midway. That happened 30 years after the movie was made, Russ. It's okay. But I mean, it's, it's, throughout college football, there have been walk-ons. So it's nothing special. It's just that, you know, Notre Dame entitlement, you know, Everyone was, oh, it's Notre Dame, so it means something. I mean, Nebraska won national titles with linemen that threw a walk-on program, and that meant something. I mean, that's just one chubby dude getting in and making a play. So, hold on. You're telling me at the end of Necessary Roughness, when he throws it to Banks, number 88, in the end zone, you don't get teared up? That's not Rudy. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know? I'd rather see Billy Bob get the hook and ladder in Varsity Blues. I don't, oh my goodness. don't think the university plays into what the story's really about, though, Russ. Mm, uh, why wasn't it said in Boise? Why wasn't it the Idaho Vandals walk on 
Get that would be spectacular. Well, get that because remade. it's not hard to walk on in Idaho. Because those football <laughs> teams didn't mean diddly squat in the 70s and 80s. Okay, so it is the school. So you just counteract the, your counterpoint. So you just well, agree that it literally no. had to do with the school. That's the no, problem with Notre Dame football that's, fans. That's those the are the setting. people that are like, I, know, I no, love you're trying, football you're trying to, love you're trying to conflate the plot Woo! of the movie. You're trying to conflate the plot of the movie with the setting of the film. I'm saying that the setting, okay, the setting is Notre Dame, but it doesn't have anything to do with the plot or what the story is supposed to be about, which is about personal perseverance in the face of adversity. It could have happened theoretically anywhere. It wasn't contingent on it happening at Notre Dame. I'd rather watch the garbage pick and field goal kick in Philadelphia (laughs) phenomenon. Okay, so... Perseverance. Hold on. Isn't perseverance in the face of adversity basically the subplot subtext of every sports movie that ever existed? Yeah. No. There's okay. Just me. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate yes. it. <laughs> no, I don't. He's just so. mad because I think Rudy's an average movie. Everyone thinks it's all this greatness, and it's eh. It's eh. Eh. Disagree. Hard disagree. <laughs> Clearly. All right, hot air crews. What's your great movie that you can't that you can't stand? Uh, I already said, don't throw it to me on this segment. So, <laughs> uh, I really, I, I honestly don't, uh, I can't stand is very, very challenging for me in movies because honestly, I just, uh, I don't, I don't take it that, that emotional. If I, if, even if I see a bad movie, it's just not that big of a deal to me. I'm the worst at this. Deez, All right, I, I got one. I got think? one. I got All one. Right, Scott. Please save this so, segment, Scott. Don't can't can't stand. I agree with you. It is hard, but I have attempted multiple times to rewatch and can't finish Moneyball. Really, can't finish it. Why? Wow. I, I don't understand. You want to talk about celebrating something that isn't worth celebrating? What exactly did the A's win? Like they didn't even did they win a playoff series? I don't even remember. Right? Maybe. Yeah, they did. But like. It's a movie about science and math to begin with, right? And has way less to do about baseball than I think many other great baseball movies do. And for so many great sports movies to never get noticed by, you know, an Oscar type crowd and then all of a sudden Moneyball? Like, I'm not I'm not saying it's an awful movie, but at the at the end of the day like it has zero heartwarming connection, right? I agree with you. I think that the beauty of sports actually has to do with usually overcoming adversity, right? Or celebrating coming together or whatever. And like at the end of the day, all Moneyball is about is whether or not you believe in that, you know, stat filled scientific approach to baseball, right? Like, do you really feel bad for Art Howell? Right. Do you really feel bad for Billy Bean? Like, do you really have any connection to any of those people? I don't feel like I do outside of Chris Pratt playing Scott Hatterberg. Like, you know, that's pretty cool um, because that's the closest, you know, I've ever been to being in a movie Um, outside of that. Like, I don't have a lot of connection to the film. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I feel like it was not. I feel like the 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 point of Moneyball really wasn't to tug at your heartstrings or like make you necessarily root for the A's or the style that they were trying to put together. It was more about just kind of creating a narrative around this system and around the, the book that really wasn't laid out 
you know, anywhere close to what the film was. It was more just kind of a, a look at how they developed their analytics. So, I mean, it was kind of putting a narrative and a cinematic theme around that. But yeah, in terms of like how it stacks up against traditional sports movies, I guess, quote unquote, where the guy's trying to overcome all odds and pull off the amazing, I, it maybe doesn't, doesn't equate the same way, even though that's kind of how they make it seem in the film. That's not really what it's about. So I can, I can see that. I just think there's been plenty of other like game theory type conversations and game theory type movies that to me are way more rewatchable and hold up really well. You know, like it's celebrated plenty, but to me, a movie like rounders has a lot more impact on that type of conversation than something like Moneyball. Um, Although I get that it's about poker. So a little bit different, but you know, it just, it's one of those things where like, you know, it's a fine film, right. But to, to have it live in, the world of Oscar nominated sports movies with the likes of Rocky, right? Just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that's fair. I get what yeah, you're saying. I, I, I thought Moneyball was kind of eh as well. Yeah. I mean, I there's some, Bruce there's Bruce some Bruce scenes, Bruce. there's some scenes in Moneyball that I really like. I mean, I do like the, you know, the scene when they're kind of sitting around the table and, you know, Brad Pitt's like, what does he do? And then like reluctantly, they all come to the conclusion that the only acceptable answer is he gets on base, you know, like, I mean, there's some, there's some memorable scenes, but I don't think it's really the, like the overarching story really isn't all that memorable. Yeah. And they really don't. And they, yeah. And they kind of downplay the actual on the field stuff. There really isn't that much of it. You know, it's mostly because, because it's almost like they're trying to, trying to play off the fact that Bean didn't watch the games. So like when the games are going on, they're like focusing on him, like running on a treadmill or something. So it's kind of weird, but Okay. Um, mine is the natural. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And you gave me grief for Rudy. Seriously. But mine's not rooted in a, in a hatred of a university. It's just that I don't particular like I don't connect with the movie. Like I just have so many other baseball movies or just sports movies in generals that, that I like. And it's like, I've never really, like I've never really watched that movie and been like, man, this is great. I, I can't put my finger on it. I, it's just not one that I've, I've ever really considered to be, you know, I, like, I don't see the appeal. Let me ask you a question there. Do you, is that have anything to do with like an opinion of Robert Redford? I don't think so. Cause I like, I like some of his other stuff. I've always just kind of felt like Robert Redford was just kind of chill. Right. Yeah. You know, and I feel like probably a lot of people think that same thing about you go back and like actually watch some older like Costner movies. It's like, what, what are we celebrating here? Right. Like this is the cinematic genius, right? Like what, what are we, what are we talking about? To me, Redford's always just been kind of like, I don't know. He reminds me of my uncle, which I love, you know, he's fantastic, but like just kind of an everyman type type guy. Right. I, I don't know. And again, has won plenty of awards, right? I know yeah. Rob Redford is a, is a, is a fantastic actor but you don't really think of him as like characters, right? He's just him. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's kind of what it is. I I don't, I mean, obviously like the theme song is iconic and you know, I mean, when he hits the home run and it goes off the stadium lights and that blows up, that's a very iconic scene, but I think it would be really difficult for me to, you know, to lay out a, a point by point plot synopsis of that film, even though I've probably seen it six or seven times in my life, it just, for whatever reason, it, 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 I didn't connect with it the same way I've connected with a lot of the other 
films that I've seen, you know? So that's why that one's on there. I also think Deets man, like this may be a generational conversation for you and me, right? Like the natural came out and we were very young. I'll just say that as opposed to Rudy comes out and we would have been like early teens roughly. And so yeah, like, yeah. So we would have been, I mean, to me, like eight to 12 years old is like pure formative sports and fandom. It's when you know enough about what's going on, but you're so gullible enough to just be like shoved stuff. Whereas the natural would have been something our dads made us watch or something we felt like we had to watch because it was part of cinematic canon, as opposed to Rudy would have been little kid getting excited about watching the football movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 like I said, it's, it's something that I can't really put my finger on because I can't, I can't sit here and say, I hate this, 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 and this about the movie. I guess it's just like, I see a lot of people that say, and I have friends that are my age that say that that's oh, it's the natural is like the best baseball movie of all time. And I just, I don't see it different folks, different strokes, I guess. But yeah, it's never been one that has ever really resonated with me. Yeah. And I like your point, Scotty, because you know, I was 11 when the natural came out, you know, and I was all about playing little league baseball and everything else. So that movie was, you know, for me, amazing. And it did connect with me. I loved everything about it. And, you know, by the time, you know, Rudy comes out, I mean, I saw the movie and it was okay. But since then, it just seems it was like, oh my God, it's the greatest movie that's ever and this and that and the other. And I'm like, what? No, it's just, eh. So, you know, and I, but I, I, and I feel kind of like the way Deets does about the natural. And I watched Rudy and I was like, eh, it's okay. So let me, let me, let's, let's pressure the test this a little further. Field of Dreams would have been in like the late 80s or I guess early 90s, somewhere in that ballpark, right? Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. Cornfield, somewhere in the cornfield. Right. Where would that fall, right? So you like, think about like the natural, right? Whereas Field of Dreams, you have two iconic baseball movies. You feel like you connect to, and this is for us specifically, you feel like connect, you connect to either one of those more? I think I connect more, now just me personally was the natural. But Field of Dreams makes me think about me and my pops. And I, and I, and I, which I think was kind of, you know, a lot of what that movie was about, especially at the end. Spoiler alert, you know, they're playing cat. And, and I remember, like, The Natural was a movie that, man, I, I couldn't get enough of it. I would watch it over and over and over and over and over again. didn't matter. But whenever Field of Dreams was on, my dad and I watched that. That was like, you know, a movie that, that he and I watched together. So even then, you know, like I said, by that time, you know, I'm 16 years old. That was 1989, but it was more of a, of a bonding movie for me and my pops. All right. So we got to flip this on its head now, Russ. <laughs> right. We've talked about movies that are considered some of the greatest of all time. How about the other side of the coin? What's something that hasn't received its due? There's a couple. Uh, I'll start with one and then I'll let everyone else go through and then I might throw another one. But one that, that I saw that I loved as a kid was victory. And never did I think there was going to be a movie that starred Pele and Sylvester Stallone playing soccer, but there is just in case you guys didn't notice, there's a soccer movie and Stallone's, you know, the keeper. And I mean, I, I stumbled across that movie at some point. Which is ridiculous at his height, by the way. <laughs> well, they, they shoot up, you know, so he looks taller, you know, 
and I think they used a tiny goal. But it's just, you know, I don't know, man. I, I remember watching that movie. Like, like I said, I stumbled across it, you know, cable. And it's just, I don't know, man. There's something about that movie that, that just, every time I, it's on, I stop and I watch it. And it's just one of those things that, it's, like I said, it's a movie that a lot of people don't know. But it, it's greatness. I love it. I don't know that one. You're educating me right now <laughs> on the existence of that movie. I was thinking, I was thinking the exact same like, thing. I'm like, you said the word victory. To... And I'm like, I totally know what that is. And then I looked it up. I'm like, I've never heard of that in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I'm making yeah, a I mental mean, note to rent that on Amazon. You know, go on a, on a, a uh, non Rocky sports Stallone movie. We got that and over the top and you know, where, where else can we go? Um, yeah, I don't know. But like, like I said, I mean, it was just, you know, in the concept of allied POWs playing against, you know, the Nazis. And so it was like a sports serious version of Hogan's Heroes. So <laughs> 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 there, which is sad. How did, how did this one not make it into the Oscar discussion? We'll have to go watch it and so. see. Peace, man. <laughs> But yeah, man, you should watch it. It's Stallone, Pele, it's got Michael Caine. I mean, it's, it's, it's got, Oh man, I'm, I'm going to check it out. That actually yeah. sounds worth a, worth a evening. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I mean, the longest yard, except world war two and soccer, the nice. good longest yard, not that Adam Sandler. <laughs> Sorry. Good call. Oh uh, no, that's probably the only movie cruises scene that we've talked about. <laughs> uh, no. Incorrect. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's one of my favorite, like I said, underrated sports movies. Like I said, you guys didn't even know it. And I mean, it probably, I think the first time I may have seen it would have been in the 90s. So what a movie I knew of growing up, I just, like I said, happened to stumble upon it. And, you know, have now since watched it multiple times just because, you know, just, just because I like it. All right. I may get some flack for, I don't know if this is underrated or not. Right. So I may get some flack for this. Um, y'all can be the judges on that one. But within this particular actor's canon, I actually think this is fairly underrated. So Kevin Costner is known for a ton of sports movies, right? He's like the baseball sports guy. Although um, I wish he, you know, he probably wishes he could take draft day back. Right. Deets man. So um, <laughs> that movie was awful. Yeah, awful. It, was, it was pretty rough. Um, unless you want to, again, uh, learn how to adjust cap space, then, you know, maybe there's some, validity yeah but see, but see that wasn't even realistic like the trades that happened in there were just things that would never never happen in real life even if these guys were on crack i mean they it was like all token, told them to take a leap Absolutely. yeah it was awful so anyway so let's ignore that one tin cup so it's a golf movie it's not a highly celebrated like great golf movie and i think it should be tin cup is phenomenal for a bajillion reasons, not the least of which it happens in Texas. And one of the guys wears a TCU shirt for like 90% of the film. Um, so, I mean, you can stop there because in that part of time, nobody paid attention to TCU, right? This is like the late nineties. Um, this is pre Tomlinson. So nobody, nobody cared, but amazing golf movie. I think it's like perfect Costner. Cause he's playing basically bull Durham type character, but with a golf club instead of a baseball bat. And you've got like Renee Russo instead of Susan Sarandon. It's, you know, same, same idea. Plus you get Cheech Marin and you get Don Johnson. Like what more could you ask for 
out of a fantastic sports movie. And it's like an actual legit golf psyche investigation. Like that person exists on every team across the country. It's not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, Phil Mickelson has picked up some of those comparisons o- over his time. Anyway, again, do you to feel, me, do you, do you feel like that movie is really underrated though? Because I feel like everybody loves that movie. That's I don't I feel thinking. like it gets any credit within like, okay. So if somebody says like, what's your favorite Costner movie? Is that even going to make okay. like a top five, right? Or the top 10. And to me, it, it should be right. It should be, I mean, it would be in the top yeah. 10 for me. Probably the top five. It would yeah, be after it would be after Field of Dreams and Bull Durham for me, but yeah, I mean that's just that's just because those two movies are insanely good. Yeah, and I think that's what you might be doing, Scotty, is comparing it against you know an apples and oranges. But he made two really really good baseball movies, and then made yet another really good sports movie, and and I think that's that might be the only reason. Like it might be overshadowed just because it's Kevin Costner. But I mean, I, I like like Beats Man said. I mean, I, I I don't know anybody that that's seen it that doesn't like it. Like it's just a damn good movie. Yeah, and maybe this is simply my pitch to have you all go watch Ten Cup again, so that we can give it some more play. But this is one that, like, you know, I've probably seen Ten Cup a hundred times, and I don't know if I'm overestimating that number. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's a toss up between that and Caddyshack for best golf movie. Wow. Wow. Just went right past Happy Gilmore. That there's was a lot, there's a lot of hot takes. Wow. <laughs> hey. I told you we'd have the hot takes. Yeah. Hey, hey. Do you I mean, okay, which one's better? All right, we'll we'll put all three right here. We've got four people here. We got three movies. Tin Cup, Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore. What's the better golf movie? No, I would I would go with Tin Cup. I mean I I, I personally don't rate comedies in the same kind of <sighs> the same kind of vein. Oh, did you just get a groan out of Cruz? Finally. I've been trying all the time. Wow. Deets, Deets, you are like the man. That was amazing. You got hot air out of hot air Cruz. <laughs> that is, that's correct. It's the whole comedies never get any credit kind of thing. So, you know, whatever, that's fine. No, they get, they get credit, but I just, I, I separate them a little bit when it comes to, is it a golf movie or is it a, comedic movie you know i mean like Uh, like i mean i think there's a little bit it almost it kind of goes back to the rudy argument of the setting right like at that point then the setting is just a a a golf course and it's just a comedy movie on a golf course it isn't really a movie about golf like so i mean i guess that's kind of where i i draw the line so i mean if i was really going into those i would i would i would gravitate towards tin cup being the better golf movie but if it was just talking about what would i rather you know what would i rather watch if i'm you know just sitting at home i would probably say either caddyshack or or tin cup or excuse me or happy gilmore just because it's the you know i gravitate gravitate towards watching comedy movies when i'm you know looking for something to do somewhere out there somebody's very upset that legend of bag of Vance didn't make the cut <laughs> i have no issue with that movie what was None. what was the one with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Greatest LaBeouf? game ever played. Greatest game ever played. Yeah, there, there's yeah. Come on, what are we doing? Also, no you didn't know the name. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I had the guy. Somebody's like, oh my God, I went and saw the best movie this week. And what is it? Oh, I don't remember. It was so good. Well, how good could it be if you can't remember what it is to tell me the name? All right, here's the problem, and here's the reality that I've just uncovered. We need more golf movies, okay? Right, Scott, uh, just go to IMDb, look up all the best golf movies. Deets Man. Give there's, a there's a, hold on. There's a boxing movie every year, like literally. Well, there's yeah, a boxing movie Stallone every year. With Rocky, and it's basically still just more Rockies. But I, I, with yeah, Rockies. I was, was going to say, they're all, they're all from the Rocky genre, though. Like, name yeah. a boxing movie that's not Rocky. There's like two others. Cinderella Man. Um, and 17 Mark Wahlberg movies. <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal those, was in one. Those, those, those were just, those were just Rocky knockoffs. Bloodsport. Does that count? No, that's not no? <laughs> no, that doesn't count. It's so great, close. No, that doesn't count. So Very close. Hey, whoa, whoa. Phenomenal movie. But that, yes, I, I didn't knock it. You just said name one. I named one. That probably should have made the underrated list. And then what was the one with, Stallone and De Niro, where Rocky met Raging Bull. That's not a thing. No, there, there, there is. They're over. They're overage boxers. They get back in the ring. I don't remember what it was called. That oh, really tells yeah. you everything Rocky you need to know Bull. about it. Yeah, it must have been so good because none of us can remember. But exactly. I, I, I know that's, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's how good it was. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> All right, Deets man. I see the floor. Take All right, everything. I, uh, I'm going with Mystery Alaska, which. I, <sighs> I was trying to think of a movie that like I've actually had visceral disagreements about. And before tonight, that was mystery Alaska. And after tonight it's Rudy, but I would just say like, <laughs> I would say, welcome, brother. <laughs> I would say like mystery Alaska is such a hidden gem. Like, first of all, uh, longest yard reference. It's got Burt Reynolds in it. It's got uh, Russell Crowe. It's got Hank Azaria. It's got some pretty good actors. And I think the, the, the story and the plot itself being from a, now I'm not from a small town in Alaska, but I'm from a small town where hockey's a pretty big deal. Just kind of like the, the, you know, it, it, it connected with me, but I was really surprised to go online and see that it has like a 35 rating on Rotten Tomatoes because really, I remember, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, wow. like I, I, I can't really think of anyone that would say that they would like, like, I can't find any reason that anyone would be like, that's a bad movie. Because I think it's a like I think it's a pretty good movie. I think the story's really good. Like the concept is really good. The, you know, it's not too long. It's you know I don't think it drags in any sections or anything like that. I mean, obviously they lose at the end to the Rangers, but it's like kind of a like a respect type thing. Spoiler alert! You didn't say it. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you know what? The people people know people know. <laughs> <laughs> it's under. You're trying to get people to watch it. I'm not trying to get people to watch it. I'm get, trying to get people to agree with me. There's a complete <laughs> difference. Bruce. Well, how are they going to agree with you if they don't watch it? They know. They know. They, <laughs> they watched it and they gave it a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, that, that you, don't have to issue, you don't have to issue spoiler alerts for anything that's more than five years old. So the people have <laughs> had their chance. Hey, People have it, had their chance. You got a that, six point seven. They, you got a six point seven I mean, on IMDb. So they, six they've had twenty one years. I feel like they they should have probably seen it if they were. Now. Yeah, it is, it is listed on IMDb as sport comedy. That's now, see, I, I I mean, I guess there's a few funny parts uh-huh. in it. I wouldn't label, I wouldn't label <laughs> oh, it as a oh, comedy. Now we got around it, or Cruz around it. Uh huh. Yeah. Sports comedy. It's legit. <laughs> 
Okay, Maybe, Cruz. Just so you know, the, the movies that we disagreed on, uh, Rudy's got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, and The Natural has an 81. An 81, huh? An 81 for The Natural, yes. But see, like, I, I guess I'm not I'm not at the camp of saying that I don't understand why people do like the natural. Like, I, I can see people liking it. It just doesn't connect with me. You're sitting here saying Rudy's terrible, and that's just unacceptable, my friend. No, I told you. I said for me that it's eh. I mean, it's eh. Like, yeah, I, I, just, feel I, like I, I feel like I, I brought you. So many people. Because like I said, when I first saw it, and it seems like as, as we get further away from 1993, more and more people are like, Oh my God, Rudy, Rudy, it's the best movie. It's this and that. And I just, I don't, I don't see that. You know, I mean, I've, I've watched it more than once. You know, I've given it chances. It just, you don't get misty eyed when they all come in and hand over their jerseys and they're like, for Rudy, you know, that doesn't get you. That doesn't get you going. No, sir. Oh man. You got a heart made of solid, cold, just cold, just cold ice. (laughs) Just an icicle heart. Mr. Alaska. Well, yeah, it's got that cold heart. <laughs> it's the glacier heart. <laughs> hey, Hot Air, do you have an underrated movie or should I go again? No, if you can believe it, I, I might actually have I may actually have one. Oh, and I think, well, I know. And, and the interesting part is it's it, it is a comedy. And I, I, I don't know if <laughs> yes. this is going to rile Deets up or what, but I uh, I am definitely uh, a comedy comedy person. So I think. In terms of the pantheon of sports comedies, particularly recently, when you look at like screwball, slapstick st- type stuff, I think most people point. Most no, no, no. Most people would point to Dodgeball as being, you know, probably the movie that they enjoy the most in that vein. But I want to go back a few years to a sport that I know and love, and think about the anticipation in 1996 when we all waited for Kingpin to come out. I mean, you got you're you're contesting for an odor eaters championship with Big Earn McCracken. How, how are people how are people forgotten about the the beauty of Kingpin? I mean, that bowling ball with the rose in the middle was like all of us bowlers wanted it. Here, here's the hard part: you you actually are a bowler, and I know that to be true. Mm. You know for a fact that that ball with the rose with the rose in it you may as well be throwing out a Fisher-Price plastic ball. That's fine. Everybody needs a spare ball. No one would throw that ball. Everybody needs a spare ball. I mean, it's true, but nobody would throw that ball. I don't know. People threw that ball. Every pro shop in America carried that ball after that movie. I don't know, Scott. I think I'm going to have to side with Cruz, and I'm going to use your own logic against you because you talked about how how lots of people um, could be emulating – Kevin Costner from Tim Cup, and I feel like Pete Weber was emulating Ern McCracken for like his entire uh, PBA tour. You know, he was like playing that the villain um, from from Kingpin. So I feel like, you know, based on the criteria that we've already established, thirty five minutes into the show, like Cruz is right on the money here. We should probably also uh, say that there might have been a little bit of Pete Weber in the Ern McCracken character. Webb. He had been around for Fair. quite some time Fair. after that, but that's okay. Chicken or egg kind of. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, I just, like I said, I feel like in the, in the slapstick sports movie pantheon, people talk about so many other movies before they talk about Kingpin. And uh, sure. I mean, Scotty, you're also a golf guy. 
You got to admit that, right? So that's probably why Tin Cup has a special place for you. I'm just saying. I think there is think- there's absolutely nothing wrong with celebrating the CD underbelly of <laughs> late 70s, early 80s bowling, right? Absolutely. Good like, light bowling. I, I, I grew up in, in bowling alleys and like, unfortunately so there's a lot of truth in, in that there film, in that there film, you know, I, they, I they say there's always board. truth in sarcasm, right? There is yeah, that's about, correct. Yes. there's like 99% truth, unfortunately uh, in, in Kingpin. Um, I got one it, more movie that needs to be brought to light. Go for it. And Russ. apparently it's, it's a lot of people like this movie. So I'm glad. So instead of more underrated, this is unknown because I know the three of you not have you not only not seen this, you have no idea this movie even exists. All right. We're going all the way back to 1976. So obviously I didn't see this movie because I was three at that time. But the bingo long traveling all stars and motor kings. Yeah, that's true. It's a true story. I know you guys are like, what is going on? That movie was awesome. Or is awesome. You know, it's got 88 on the tomato meter. I already told you. And when you can get Richard Fryer, Billy D. Williams, and James Earl Jones in the same movie, you know you got something. And I'm telling you, you guys need to watch that movie whenever you get a chance. Well, that's, I mean, The Empire Strikes Back's got two thirds of that right there. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, and just imagine how good Empire would have been if Richard Pryor had been in. All right, fair. Yeah. So, as good so as it was, is, uh, jacked it up a little bit. This but is the slapstick uh, version of Soul of the Game. Is that it's, what it's, I'm it's, reading? It's, uh, it's a movie about the Negro Leagues, and um, the players didn't like the way that their owner was kind of treating them, so they break off and go on a barnstorming tour uh, through the Midwest, playing ball in, in, in the 30s. And it's good stuff. It's funny. So Dietz may not approve of it as being because it is listed as sport comedy. I so don't. Dietz I, is already out. Listen, He's angry. Listen, listen, I don't. I don't have a problem with those movies. I just say like if somebody's going to ask me what the quote unquote best movie, best baseball or best golf or best football movie is, like I'm probably not going to pick a comedy just because I think that there's if you're really trying to explore the sport, you're not going to make it kind of a slapstick, but. I, I, I don't think that they're bad movies. I don't think that they, they lack any kind of entertainment value. And I so think what is the best them. bowling movie? Big Lebowski. That's right. But I feel like Lebowski is less about bowling than Kingpin is. No, 100%. I was just, I was, I was joking. I, I don't know. <laughs> but those so are literally much. the only two bowling movies that I could even think of. Off the top There's of only another one. Movies? I just looked it up. Um, but a lot of the quotability of Lebowski is the bowling scene. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, because you don't roll in the shadows. Right. Mark <laughs> an eight, dude. Then there's other stuff you don't do with Jesus. Right. <laughs> You're keeping a family show. <laughs> but exactly. I feel like when you rank the bowling movies, Lebowski pretty much always gets the nod over Kingpin. And, you know, that's probably right. But I'm just saying. I'm not really right. saying but, anything, but, but no, I mean, to, to your point, Cruz, I actually don't think I would classify the big Lebowski as a bowling movie, even though it is a big part of the, oh, like there's a lot like, yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, it kind of, boil, it, it all boils down to like what people, you know, how people want to pick those genres out too. You know, I mean, if it's, if it's really about that or if it's just kind of a big part of the film, you know, I mean, where do you yeah. draw the line? Yeah. But I still, IMDb. I still, Labels Lebowski as crime sport. 
<laughs> I like that. Just in case. I, uh, that's a very drug caper slash bowling slash comedy. Yeah, it's it's more of a caper movie than it is a bowling movie. But still, I would agree. But with still, that. a bowling movie. I'm okay with that. But I just, I'm just, I'm still blown away by this. The movie has to be serious to be a good sports movie. Take. I just, huh. So I think there is a difference between you, you know a, a a movie where there's comedy elements and a slapstick where the entire movie is based around jokes because like True. happy, happy Gilmore can just be the same movie in a different setting where I don't know, maybe you go back to school and as a, and as adult to try to get your family hotel business from your dad, who's going to pass it off to somebody else. And then you just kind of roll that into like a golf theme movie. And a lot of the same things play up the same way. Whereas like mystery Alaska doesn't work. If you put it into like something else, it it's, it's fundamentally a hockey movie because that's what it's, that is yep. what it's basically about. So I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like if you could literally remove the sport or interchange it for something else and still have the same basic premise of the movie, then I don't really consider it a quote unquote movie of that sport, which I think is where happy Gilmore maybe falls more into, even though I love that movie. So for everybody out there who's <laughs> rage tweeting us on our Twitter account, all uh, of you. I'm an idiot. Yeah. All one of you. <laughs> I, I, I like that movie. I just, you know, if somebody asks me what my, what my top golf movie is, I'm never going to pick that because I just, I consider it, you know, I, I consider the golf element to be somewhat interchangeable in that type of film. All right. Certainly back to the movie. None of us could remember grudge match. Stallone. <laughs> grudge match. Yeah. That's what it was called. It was called yeah, grudge match. I, I looked it up. It doesn't mean I can remember it. It still has, zero categorization in my mind you may not have ever seen it oh i know i have not ever seen oh, okay. it. <laughs> i'm not sure why. i purposely have not ever seen it uh, you know what about that film though let me tell you it does make me feel good that two people as successful as robert de niro and sylvester stallone needed the money that bad that they had to come out with something like that so it makes me feel better about my personal situation that you know <laughs> that people be you know, even even the most successful among us can just totally fritter away their life savings and have to do something to completely de- denigrate themselves in front of the, the the public to make a shameless cash grab. Yes, and and for all of those scoring at home, Grudge Match was a comedy drama sport classification. Nice. So if nice. you have that on your bingo card, you know, <laughs> cruises. Cruise is struggling. <laughs> I think comedy and drama are diametrically opposed, though, so that's pretty interesting that they just roll it all into one there. Yeah, yeah. Comedy, drama, sport. So, yeah. It's, it's a, you've never heard of dramedy? That's a, like, legit genre. Yeah, yeah. You're going oh, to anger him again. Don't anger him again. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Just tell him how much you like Rudy and you'll calm him down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. It's a discussion for another time. Oh, Scott's not saying how much you like. No, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. the 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 existence of, oh. of comedy dramas. <laughs> the, you know, Deepman knows. I, I had a blockbuster esque assortment of DVDs in our apartment that I meticulously organized by genre. There was a dramedy genre. Stop. Stop. You didn't organize them by genre. You organized them by if they were Kevin Costner or Kevin, uh, Kevin Spacey movies or not, which in retrospect now doesn't call. look so good. It was no. a bad call. But no, I was say that. But you had to like, be fair, it wasn't like just Kevin Spacey movies. Kevin Spacey movies, and then you had like everything else. 
it wasn't just Kevin Spacey movies. They were my top five actors of all time. Right. Right. And yep. all of their movies. So Denzel Washington also had a spot in that section. Um, and yes, the Kevin Spacey fandom doesn't hold up so much. Um, but the rest of them were organized by genre. Scotty was trying to uh, get a staff picks section, I suppose. Yes. In his, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that blab- it, it sounds great. But when you put Capex in the sci-fi comedy section <laughs> and it's supposed to go in the Kevin Spacey section, and then you get told about, you know, hey, this doesn't go there. I mean, that got old real quick, Scott. That's all well, I'm saying. When you and <laughs> Nate did it on purpose, you know, it's a whole different game. You know, so these I'm men really, are having are having therapy on the show. I was going right to say now. our listeners love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, any have any more underrated sports movies, or do we need to move on? No, but I definitely am ready for the next section. All right, all right, Scotty. We'll let we'll let you kick it off. So we've talked about you know movies that people love that we're kind of lukewarm to. We've talked about our underrated or unknown movies that we feel like we're trying to get, or in Dietz's case, he just wants more people to to. Bump up Mystery Alaska's tomato meter. Um, yes, please, everyone, everyone, go on Rotten Tomatoes and leave a positive review for Mystery Alaska to help me out. So we'll we'll go with guilty pleasures. So this could be, you know, I don't know. There, there's lots of stuff out there, Scotty. So you're kicking it off. Give us yeah. your best guilty pleasure sports movie that you've got to watch or that you love so, watching, and you're not afraid to shame yourself. Right oh no! I, ha- I have zero shame it. here whatsoever, zero. But I definitely get plenty of flack for it in my own household. Um, okay, and and I don't even think there's anything to be ashamed of. I think this is just a phenomenal film. Okay, hold on, um, real quick though. Let's set the stage. You have no shame, but you get flack in the household that consists of you, yep. your wife, and two sons that are how old? Uh, nine and five. Neither of which have seen this movie. Oh, okay. So you get this flat just from the wife. See, why you got to go there? <laughs> you, said it. you said in the house. Yeah, but there's a lot of ways you could complete that adventure. And now you've <laughs> laid it out pretty cleanly. Okay. Hey, our listeners deserve to know, bro. Without any further justification, Cool Runnings is flat phenomenal. And I have zero shame about it. Um, and for a time, it led me to be a little bit obsessed with the Jamaican bobsled team. (laughs) And it's one of those movies where when I was a kid, I had that movie on VHS and I could rewind the tape and know exactly where, you know, each section was that I wanted to go to. It was phenomenal. And between Dougie Doug's just beautiful personification of Sanka and Leon as the leader of the bobsled team. And then John Candy just nails it home with the disgraced yet Phoenix like rising coach to get them, I believe to the Vancouver Olympics or no Montreal Olympics. I'm lost now. Anyway, love that movie. It has everything you want it to have. It has camaraderie. It has come from the depths of despair to come up and be celebrated. It has disrespect turn into respect because you've got the Swiss bobsled team. That's like the greatest of all time. And at the end of the movie, the Jamaicans have earned their respect and it's phenomenal. And if you really want to learn how to drive a bobsled, all you have to do is get into a, into get into a bathtub and practice turns. 
right? That's what I learned from that movie. So that's I'm gonna, that's a good I'm call. Deets and Cruz weigh in here in just one moment. I can tell how much you love this movie because the Jamaican bobsled team qualified for the 1976 Montreal Summer Games. Is what you just told me when you said they were qualified for the Montreal Olympics. I said Vancouver first. Yeah, that was 1988. That was the Winter Games, but then you switched to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canada. It's fine. He hasn't seen it in a while. It could still be a guilty pleasure. I, no, I saw it like a month ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Disney, way to go then. I'm trying to give you some credit here. No, man. I don't. I, I, I got it right the first time. It's second brain that, that led me astray. <laughs> no, Disney Plus is phenomenal because now I can watch it as much as I want. That and all of the Mighty Ducks movies. It was the Olympics were set in Calgary. See, we're both wrong. In 88. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I, I'm with you on that one, Scott. I think actually that one, um, I think there's a lot of similar elements to cool runnings as there is to mystery Alaska. Right. I mean, it's kind of the same <laughs> tale of kind of going up against going up against the best and, you know, earning their respect, quote unquote, um, you know, is kind of the theme of that movie. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's just one of those movies that like, there's a whole group of movies in, I don't know what the mid to late nineties that, and like, rookie of the year and angels the mighty, in the outfield, ducks. mighty ducks yep. right, that yeah. are always going to sit in this kind of untouchable case in my mind. But yeah. out of yeah. all of those, right? Like I think cool Runnings probably gets the least play out there, but I have no issue rewatching rookie of the year either and being very happy to do so. So for sure, any, for sure. any mid nineties Disney movie about sports, I think, just just gets me gets me right in the heart yeah i feel you on that i feel you on that yeah those i think in that that plays into the generational thing as well because like those movies were all things where it's like we i gotta go to the theater and i gotta see those and and it was like a big deal because you know they were kind of like the summer movies that would come out so yeah i'm i'm here for all those movies they were great hot air cruise did you see any of those movies what are we talking about yeah of course i (laughs) yeah no i'm cool right like Anybody that watched Cool Runnings, like I still look out for the Jamaican bobsled team. Like that, of course you do. I feel like the the phrase Jamaican bobsled team has kind of become like, oh, you know, like a like a like a terminology that you use like for something that's almost like out of place. Like I've 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 used that term where it's like, oh yeah, and then we'll call in the Jamaican bobsled team, and people are like, <laughs> oh. And the only reason that that's even a thing is because of the movie Cool Runnings. I've never heard that before, but. Well, Good there you know. <laughs> yep. There you go. You got to start hanging around in my circles. You well, you could say it's the uh, mystery Alaska phrases. Yeah, yeah there you, you gotta, go. You got to start hanging out with Deets and drinking more and watching beer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and now for my underrated movie or my uh, guilty, guilty pleasure play. beer fest. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I will say that 100% my guilty pleasure movie is the replacements, which. Yes. When I when I really think about it, it's an awful it's an awful uh football movie, but it's just so good. Like I don't know why I don't know why it is. Like does it like, I, does it make you hurt though that it's just a remake? Well, it is, but I mean it's it's like I don't know. It's just it's not it's not good. Like when I look at it and I and I really try to, you know, kind of deconstruct it. I'm like, God, this really isn't that good of a movie, but 
when I watch it, I'm like, God, this is great. You know, it's like, it totally sucks me in, but I, if I tried to justify it, I can't you really have to finish that sentence. With yeah. that so, you could just stop it. It totally sucks. That's okay. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay though. Like the whole point of the guilty pleasure is that there is no justification for it. You just, exactly. Like, exactly. I, don't, so that's I almost, why there. Like, I, almost I, know, I know it's a bad movie, but I like it. Yeah, anyway. you're allowed. Exactly. I almost have contention with Scott's choice of cool runnings because it actually is a good today. movie. It actually is a good movie. That's not, it's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's a good movie. My guilty pleasure is kind of a long the same lines as, as Dietz's. It's a terrible football movie, but I'm going to watch the program anytime it's on TV. <laughs> it has nothing to do. There's no, there's no basis in reality. I'm, I'm that many years old that I saw it in the theater with the scene where the kids were laying in traffic before all the idiots went out and laid in traffic that had to get that scene cut. That's how many years old I am. And so, and yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's about college football. And you guys know I love college football. So even though it's terrible, I'm still going to watch it. And I do. It's, it's garbage. But I love it. Okay. It's hot garbage, and I'm a fan. <laughs> I have a backup. I was ready. Oh, because I, I called you out. <laughs> yeah, but I was ready. I was ready. Right. I had a backup, and I'm ready. And I, I think ready. you shamed him, Cruz. You, awesome. you did. I've been Sweet. getting smoked in, in, my, <laughs> in my opinions today, so it's all good. <laughs> So, so I think this one better fits uh, your definition of guilty pleasure. Cutting edge. All right. Definitely. Uh, there so, you go. Uh, again, very similar to The Replacements, which I will also watch anytime it's on TNT. Absolutely. Like it's on, you, you just, if I come on and, and, and somehow Cutting Edge is on, I absolutely will watch until the end of that film every time. I love the idea of the former hockey player turning into the figure skater and then the figure skater is just tanking stuff the whole time. And then they fall in love. It's fantastic. It's, it's a rom-com <laughs> dramedy sports movie. Yes. That there you go. My man. That is a guilty pleasure. You were like what? Nine years old. I was 10. <laughs> 10? Oh yeah. my gosh. Toe pick. Oh my goodness. Uh, by the way, comedy drama romance, skate, if you're playing you know, at home, the bingo you, for cutting you know, edge. How do you stop when you're on figure skates? The toe, toe pick. pick. <laughs> I'm watching a figure skating movie. It's definitely not that. Which one is it? <laughs> I, Tanya. Is that where we're yeah. going? Blades of Glory. Yeah. Blades of Glory is not a figure skating movie. I don't know. It's an oval skating movie, right? <laughs> no, it's it's figure skating, but it's a slapstick again. So this goes way back into the. I don't want to get. I don't want to get back into the weeds. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Uh, I, like how, I like how you shamed Scotty into picking another movie. Yeah, was ready, well, he had he had to pick his real guilty pleasure. Like cool running, cool runnings doesn't guilty count. Guilty exactly. That's yeah. That's the stuff we were looking for. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. That like I'm I'm, I'm the same way about Green Street Hooligans. Terrible movie. Pretty much has really kind of nothing to do with soccer, <laughs> other than the fact that they want to beat themselves up after the match. You know. True. I mean, how seriously can you take a movie where Elijah Wood is supposed to be tough and win fights? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, seriously. I mean, he carried the ring to Mordor with his friend Rudy. <laughs> Which is why all three of those movies suck. Because <laughs> of Rudy. All right. So I suppose, I suppose if I call out Scotty, I've got to have a guilty pleasure movie as well. And I actually had a, had a little bit of, of a tough call on this one. For whatever reason, 
I have a strange affinity for Major League Two, which is of you're good. Also, yeah, you're good. An awful movie. Like I'm pretty like oh. what is it? Uh, five a five on the tomato meter. Five. There's no no double digit percentage there. Really five? Yes. Oh, wow. It is five on the tomato meter. Even the audience was like, yeah, 45%. Like it's a lot of times if it's a movie that bad, like the audience will bump it up because of guilty pleasures, but yeah, 5%. So, and again, I don't really know what it is. It's, it's nowhere near as good as major league, but yeah, you've got to get, you'd have actors like they couldn't even bring the same actors back for some of the roles, but whatever. Anyway, that's actually not going to be my guilty pleasure because I can essentially quote an entire movie and everybody and anybody that knows me knows exactly what it is. Russ, do you care to uh, care to reveal? Hold on one second. Scotty just puts on the, how did major league back to the minors, which is the dumbest movie title ever, by the way, get a 21 (laughs) and and major league two got a five, got a five. That's why I was checking. Yeah. The only reason I'm sorry. I I got, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. But Russ, why don't you go ahead and tell, uh, Tell the listening audience what my uh, favorite movie slash guilty pleasure is. Days of Thunder. Thank you very much, sir. Because I can essentially quote that entire movie and it's really not fun to watch it with me. So just, just a word to the wise, don't do that. But it's one of those movies where, yeah, there's really not a, not a lot of accuracy in terms of the actual racing. But the cool part about it is that people don't necessarily, who don't know, is that there is a ton of truth behind the stories that the movie is based on. It's basically Rick Hendrick and Harry Hyde. And when you hear people, the actual characters tell this story, you realize just how, you know, how accurate days of thunder is to some of those stories. But yeah, the, the racing wasn't very good. They were basically trying to make top gun Two. They were right in that Tom Cruise wave. What's that? What kind of racing? Well, rubbing. Rubbing Rubbing there, there. That's right. I want you to hit the pace car, Russ. Like I can every I can. Yeah. Like I said, don't watch this movie with me, but I promise it's worth the watch. It's it's not if nothing else, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, they didn't they didn't make Top Gun again, but they tried and it's it came close. It's a fun movie. But if you don't like it, that's OK, because it will be number one in my heart forever. They put me in a car and they told me to drive and I could drive. <laughs> exactly. See, this Finally, we have a revelation from Cruz that he's got something. I am shocked that in the underrated segment that Cruz did not mention Logan Lucky. Because uh, that movie does not get the respect that it deserves. I don't know that people even know it existed. Like, well, again, that's... we were talking underrated unknown. I mentioned the bingo. Okay, that's true. Stars and Motor Kings. <laughs> that's true. You could have mentioned Logan Lucky. That's true. And Logan you Lucky. Still, you still need to go watch Stroker Race. Yeah, I know. And people are going to probably people like all of the people are going to call me out for <laughs> all that of one, the but people. All, all of the people yeah i know i i definitely need to watch that so that's maybe maybe that will be my goal in in the new year is to actually watch some sports movies so that when we do the show again next year i will actually have some real opinions i think we needed a new category for days of thunder to fit in because i don't know that that's a guilty pleasure either mm. if i can't get away with uh if I can't get away with cool runnings as, as a guilty pleasure, <laughs> yeah, you're talking but, about a Tom Cruise movie and a Nicole, uh, Tom Cruise, Cruise, Nicole Kidman movie. Talladega Nights. There you go. That's Cruise's guilty pleasure. 
I'm, I'm changing my underappreciated movie from Mystery oh. Alaska to Major League Two because now that I know that Major <laughs> League Two has a five on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm literally flabbergasted. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the baseball part of the movie, but Bob Euchre is literally gold yes. in Major League Two. He yes. is, I, I think he is better in Major League Two than he is in the first one, even though the movie on on the whole is much stronger in the first one. But if you look at the quotes that Bob Euchre yes. had for major league two, they are seriously grade a unbelievable. And like they, they, maybe they're not quotable because that movie is not as widely recognized, but like that is classic, classic Bob Euchre just for that alone. It should be worth like a 80 on the Rotten Tomatoes score. And then maybe like the other 20, I can give you that the rest of the movie was trash. And then maybe that docked to 20 points. <laughs> so I'm officially changing my vote. Awesome, man. I'm sitting here just, this is, this is I'm it. sitting here just stewing about this. Yeah. This, this is the groundswell of support that major league two has long needed to get into double digits on the tomato. Movie. And only this you. is terrible. I think I'm going to start oh, a, um, out there a, a change.org petition. Wait, if we all log in right now and give it four positive votes, I probably move it up to six. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, we can't though, because the tomato meter is the critics. You oh, can, yeah, that's the right. audience yeah. score is what we could yeah. maybe bump that up into fifty percent territory. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you there, Dietz. I, I think I think that's definitely one of the reasons why I have an affinity for Major League Two. It's just Euchre is is the man. No, yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible in that movie. <laughs> well, and on that note, I'm going to go vote. <laughs> he's got to bump up Major League Two on the audience score. He's got to get it to 50. He feels that it should be 80. So you got some work. Groundswell of support. Groundswell of support. All right, hey, and Scotty, tell everybody where they can find us. All right, check us out on Facebook. Three Play Podcasts is the handle there, or Three Play Podcasts with the number three and maybe I should just, you know, be clear on that one. Three play podcast.com. The Instagram is shut down by the way. So don't go there. Um, It has two posts like ever. So, um, you know, but anyway, you can even get to three to make it, you know, (laughs) I don't think I did. (laughs) I don't think I ever got to three. Anyway, it was, it was short lived. Um, as, as the, uh, as the, de facto social media manager i could not <laughs> simultaneously manage four accounts so right, wasn't, that's fine we'll, g- we'll give you that one scotty no, uh, anyway three play podcast is, is, is where you can find us um and yeah go check it out all right boys enjoyed it you guys thank you for listening whenever wherever however you do it we appreciate it we'll catch you guys again soon